Blog Talk Radio. Lord, that your glory 
become father. That this is not about men or any man, Father, but it's about you. Father, for there's no words that could come out of my mouth that would profit anything. It's only your words, God, for your word declares that the words that come out of your mouth will not return to you void. Jesus, it's through your blood alone that we're saved. It's through your stripes alone that we're healed. So, Father, give us revelation tonight into the grace in which we stand, the grace that we walk in that comes from you, this unmerited favor poured out in our lives, Lord, because of the love which you have for us from the foundation of the world. So I'm going to uh, take a minute. Um, you'll have to excuse me for a second. I'm going to switch um, my audio just a little bit up. So just bear with me one second, everybody. Okay, so hopefully all y'all can still hear me. And so this actually gives me a little bit more freedom to walk around because I'm I can actually uh move around without having a uh headset stuck to my head. And so, you know, um I was watching some videos on YouTube and um some worship videos and David Hogan um, had a new video I put up on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. David Hogan's um, a missionary evangelist who has a ministry in Mexico where they've seen um, close to 500 people raised from the dead. Not because David Hogan is a great man, because he believes the word of God. And he walks his life according to what the word of God declares for us always giving praise, honor, and glory to the name of Jesus Christ. And so I, um, under the blog page on our website, I put um, a video from him, and it's sort of long, but um, it'll um, help your faith if you and help your believing uh, to see that all over the world, um, God is still doing the same works he was doing when Jesus was walking this earth, because it's the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. The same Ruach HaKodesh, the Comforter, our Helper, that was poured out on the day of Pentecost as it was written in the book of Joel, where God declared that in these last days he would pour out his Spirit upon all flesh. And the same Holy Spirit is here today. And so I was watching some videos, and um, you know it's always interesting, um, whatever country you're listening to us in, um, when you go to church services, um, and I went to an amazing church service this last Sunday, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but it's interesting because you you don't really get the impact of the awesomeness of people all over the world who are loving and serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fact that his presence, his spirit is everywhere. Um, whether it's the Americas or whether it's Russia or China or um, Africa, places like Bangladesh and India or Australia, 
or to the uttermost parts of the sea and the islands like Madagascar. The Holy Spirit is still moving, still performing. And I know that sounds like a, a bad word, but he's still confirming, which is a better word, the word of God to be true today. Because the Bible declares that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God said, I change not. And he's still here today to meet every one of your needs, if you will trust him. And so I'm going to play a video for you. Um, for all of you who are in the United States, um, I'll have to apologize beforehand because this isn't in English. But I don't want you to listen necessarily with your ears, but listen with your spirits to the voice of the church of God crying out to the living God, to the uncreated one. The Bible declares that Jesus said that the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Because the Father is spirit. He's, the Father longs for people to worship him, to seek his face and not his hands. And so, once again, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. And we're going to play a little bit of music, and we will be right back. Thank you. 
Okay, well, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. So, um, let's see where we're going to go with this tonight. Um, I don't know why, but I felt like reading from Daniel. Um, So, we'll just start reading and see where the Lord goes with this tonight. Um, If you have your Bibles, this is the book of Daniel. It says, now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said to them, I have had a dream. And my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the Chaldean spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants to dream, and we will give the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretations, you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made in ash heaps. However, if you tell the dream and the interpretation, you will receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. 
They answered again and said, Let the king tell his servants to dream, and we will give its interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time is changed. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can give me the interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such thing of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this reason, the king was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out, and they began killing the wise men, and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven, and Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demands. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. And he went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king, and I will tell the king the interpretation. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream for which I have seen and its interpretation? And Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the later days 
your dream, and the visions of your head upon your bed. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, You know, there's still a God in heaven who reveals secrets to his children. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. And in his infinite grace, in his mercy, the Father has revealed to us his counsel, his plans and his purposes and his hearts for the nations through his Holy Spirit, who he has sealed us with until the day of redemption. The same Holy Spirit, who the Bible declares, searches the deep things of God and reveals them unto us. Holy Spirit, make your word alive to us tonight. Reveal your presence to us tonight. Let your glory be here tonight, Father. Not for us, not just for an experience, Lord, but that we may know you. Father, counting all things lost, Lord, we press in. Father, we desire to press into your presence, Lord. We desire to see your face. We desire to hear your voice. Holy Spirit, open our spiritual ears. Remove the blinders from our eyes. Remove the heart of stone inside of us and give us hearts of flesh. Give us spirits that long and search after you. Give us spirits that desire you, Father, that hunger and thirst after righteousness, Lord. Not for the sake of the works, Jesus, but that we may know you and the power of your resurrection. Lord, that we may understand the fellowship of your sufferings. As your word declared, we are being changed from glory to glory, even as by your spirit. So um, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. So um, it's interesting. Um, I went to um, this church on Sunday morning. Um, and you know, it's um, it's amazing when the Lord begins to speak to you and he keeps reminding you and um and so your entire day can be filled with constant reminders from the Lord and so I got up Sunday morning and I um did a video broadcast um on our website, a live video. Um which I'm still trying to get used to. Um we made the determination to start doing live videos and put it up on the website and 
neither well Chris is more comfortable with doing live video than I am um, and so I, I wasn't and, and here's the funny thing is I didn't really want to do the video on Sunday morning I didn't I didn't really feel like um, preaching or anything else and so um, I had been invited to come visit this church, and so I decided, well, you know, I'm not going to do the broadcast this morning. I'm not going to do the video this Sunday morning because, um, hold on, I have to close my office door because everybody in the house is sleeping right now but me. Um, so I didn't want to do the video on Sunday on Sunday morning, but um, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to, it's live. Um, there wasn't really anybody listening as far as I could tell. And so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to blow it off, and I'm going to go to church. And so I leave, and my wife um, stops me and pretty much ordered me back into the bedroom, I mean the office, to to do the um, the service or the live video. And I had no idea what to talk about except for the Holy Spirit gave me a message about grace and walking in grace and a relationship with the Lord and then I, I after the um, video was over, I, I left and started heading out to the church, which is like 30, 45 minutes away from where I live. And the whole way there, the Lord started to talk to me. Um, and then I get to the church, and I'd only been to this church one other time. Um, the pastor um, was a guy by the name of John Aaron Lee. And um, I remember him from high school, actually. Um he was like pretty much leaving high school about the same time I was going into it. But, um, and, and it sounds weird to say that this, this guy, um, I, even as a kid, it was a step of legends for Christians because he was walking the walk. I mean, he was seeing, um, people get healed and, um, the demon possessed get delivered and all sorts of stuff. And, um, and so I get out there, and I didn't know what he was going to preach on or anything else. I didn't know what the church was like. And their church was actually in a um, in an auditorium. And, like, literally the second I got out of my car and started walking up to the building, the anointing was just so strong. And the presence of the Lord was so strong outside of this, like, I think it was an elementary school or something. And I get in there and I sit down and the worship had pretty much ended at that by the time I got in there. But he started talking um, about grace and about how we don't actually deserve anything. Um, everything we have is from the Lord um, through the grace that the Lord pours out into our lives, um, grace being the unmerited favor of God, which means we don't deserve it. We can't earn it. As much as you strive for it, you can't obtain it outside of it being a free gift, outside of it being something the Lord pours out upon us because he loves us. He declares in his word that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So what is the extent of that? What is the extent of the Lord declaring things over us? When he says he will, in like in the book of Joshua, where he said, only be strong and of your courage, for I'm with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid. 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. And, you know, what's the extent of him declaring that unto us, that he would never leave us or forsake us? He declared this long, long before, um, a couple thousand years, before Jesus even came in the flesh. When, as the Bible declares, even when we were still dead in our sins, Christ Jesus came and died for us upon the cross that we may be delivered from sin, from the evil one, from the sway of the of the wicked one. We could be delivered from our sin. The bonds just could be broken and that we could walk in the newness of life and have a restored relationship with the Father. And God declared, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Which would mean that no matter what could possibly happen, the Bible declares in Romans, when it says we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, it says that we are persuaded that nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. As far as you go, wherever you go to on the face of this planet, if you got on a space shuttle and went to the other part of the galaxy or the other part of the universe, you couldn't out-escape or outreach the love of the Father, which he has for us. No amount of sins, no amount of anything can remove by an inch the love which God has declared over us. Knowing that his presence is always with us, knowing when he said that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, that we're never alone. No matter what situation we're in, we're never alone because he's always there. Knowing that he is faithful even when we're not, even when the world's not, he remains faithful because he can't deny himself. And it's an interesting thing to walk in grace. Because you realize that there's nothing that you could have ever done to deserve eternal life. That there's nothing that you could have ever done to deserve the blessing of the Lord. But he gives it freely, richly, upon those who believe in him. You know, it's it's funny, um, David Hogan, um, who I mentioned earlier, a missionary from Mexico, was in Asia, and there was this woman that came to him, and she was um, Muslim, and so she didn't believe in Jesus. Um, she had been taught to pretty much hate Christianity and everything it represents, which um, unfortunately to say, sometimes I can understand why. Um, please don't take that the wrong way when I say that. And the only reason I do say that is because it seems a lot of times Christianity becomes all about me instead of all about him. And so this woman who was a Muslim came up to David Hogan, and she said, I don't want your God but I want him to heal me. And, you know, modern Christianity in most times would 
lay down some principles or some litmus test that we have to bestow or that the outside world has to um, adhere to in order for us to think that they're worthy of the blessings of God. When in reality, his blessing and his love has been bestowed on people regardless of how we feel about it or not. And so this woman had, um, I guess she had been born with one of her hands, her whole entire arm pretty much upside down. And she said, I've heard about you. And I've heard about your God. And I want him to heal my arm. And so David Hogan looked at her and he, and it was funny because he said he had to ask her, what about your God? The God that you serve. And she's like, well, my God doesn't do that. He doesn't heal like that. And, you know, it's funny because if you go through the scriptures, Jesus went to many people who didn't have any clue who he was and it didn't matter. The man at the pool of Bethsaida who the Bible declares that people would gather around this pool because at a certain time angels would, an angel would come and stir the water and who would ever would enter into the water first would be made whole of any disease or infliction or infirmity they have. And so people would gather racing down and to get in this pool so they could be healed. And this man who had been lame was lame by the pool and Jesus walked to him didn't ask him any questions as far as what his beliefs were. All Jesus did was be moved with compassion for the world that was his and for the people that were his. And he looked at the man and he said, do you want to be made well? And the man said, I have no one to take me into the pool. And by the time I can get there, someone has already gone in after me. And Jesus, knowing that he had been in that condition for some time, told him to get up and walk. When Peter was outside of the gate, beautiful, and the famous passage that we always talk about where the guy said, can you give me some money? And Peter says, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I'll give you. In the name of Jesus, walk, or be whole or well or whatever. He didn't say, do you know who this Jesus is? Have you been saved? Have you been born again? Are you tithing? Are you going to church every day? Um, are you living right? He said he didn't say any of that. Because what Peter understood was not about the law and the letter of the law, which brings death, but the spirit that brings life. And about the compassion and the heart of the Lord for the lost and for the world. The Bible declares that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Paul said, I came to you and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, 
but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith may be in God and not in man. And so when Peter looked at this man, in the same way when Jesus looked at this man, Peter looked at him and he said, I don't have money, but what I have, I will give you. Because Peter understood the anointing that was upon him through the Father. He understood the authority that was placed in him when Jesus declared that the kingdom of God was at hand. Peter didn't have to say, well, you know, I'm going to go pray about it. Let me go fast. Let me go read my Bible for a little bit. Let me go call an assembly of the other brothers and churches and stuff, and we'll we'll get together and we'll intercede for you for a couple of days, and we're gonna believe, and we'll pray and pray and we'll seek the Lord to see what His will is regarding the situation that you're facing. Now, Peter said, "What I have, I will give you." Because he believed when Jesus said to him and everybody else in Matthew 10, he said, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And Peter was moved with compassion for this man. And out of the abundance of what was inside of him, which is for the presence of the Holy Spirit and the love of the Father, out of the abundance of the grace of the Lord, he commanded him to get up and walk and be healed taking authority over the physical situation, understanding a spiritual transformation would cause a manifestation in the physical realm. Because he knew in whom he had believed, and he believed the words which he had said, that he was not afraid to walk in it. That when the situation looked impossible, it didn't faze him. It just gave him an opportunity to see his Lord be glorified. And so, this woman who didn't want David Hogan's God, but wanted him to got his God to heal her, David Hogan said, I'm going to lay my hands on you because that's what my Bible instructs me to do. And he said, your whole life is going to change because my God will touch you. And he did. And she got healed. And I I, I find it... Um, Upsetting, um, if I can speak for just a second. I find it upsetting to walk into churches wherever they're at, to see the 
people in wheelchairs at the back of the churches instead of rolled up upon the stage so that the whole congregation can look at them and believe and pray and intercede and have faith and have their hearts be moved and changed with compassion, the same compassion Jesus had. Because it's really easy when we see a need, whatever the need is, whether it's a person on the street who needs to be healed or a person on the street who needs to be fed, it's really easy for us in these times we live to turn the other way because somehow we think we don't have anything to give them. When in reality, we have everything to give them. We have the light of the world. residing on the inside of us. A river that has become a fountain, a fountain that has become a river of everlasting life that flows out of us through the Holy Spirit by the grace of God that's been poured out into our lives. But if we stop up the river, it becomes, as some would say, a stagnant pond. And so I wonder at times in my conversations with the Lord why the world itself doesn't believe and they don't fear the Lord God. And while many will always choose to follow false gods, many just aren't convinced because they haven't seen anything that's convincing. The Bible declares that the disciples would preach the word and the Holy Spirit would confirm the word with signs and wonders. And so the two things that we need in this generation that we're in before it passes to the next generation is we need people to proclaim the word of God, to proclaim still today that the kingdom of heaven is at hand to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord over every town, every city, every country, every nation, every street corner, every household, to declare that Jesus is Lord. And then we need people willing to believe for the Holy Spirit to accompany the word and to confirm the word with signs and wonders. Not because it's great to see signs and wonders, but because the compassion of the Lord moves us to intercede on behalf of the world where there's a need. If it's food, we give food. If it's money, we give money. If it's healing, we give healing. If it's salvation, we point them to the truth, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. But it, because it's for this purpose that we're here is to be the light to a world that resides in darkness because no one has walked into the darkness to bring forth the light and to declare that the darkness has no power over the light and to declare that even the darkness must bow its knees to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to declare that there's no demon or principality
in heaven, in hell or earth that will not bow to the name of Jesus. Regardless of the situation. But it's funny how it all starts with grace. It's funny when it all starts with you coming to the place of realizing that we walk in an anointing we don't deserve. We have life, this new life that we don't deserve, but we have solely through the grace of the Lord Jesus. And that every day he sings over us. Every day the Father declares over us that we are his chosen, that we are accepted in the beloved, that we have been redeemed from the foundation of the earth and clothed in white robes, declared to be righteous, declared to be holy in his presence, not through the works that we could have possibly accomplished, but through the blood of his own son, which he crucified upon the cross for us, so that he could declare once and for all his love and the abundance of it, to declare that nothing would be able to separate us from the love of God. to declare that no matter what you need, what issue is happening, what mountain you're facing, his grace is enough to prevail. His grace has given you the victory. The Bible declares that those who come to God must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so he rewards us not based on our own merit, but he rewards us just for the very sole purpose of us seeking him. I remember I visited a good friend of mine in California um, many years ago, and on her um, bathroom wall, she had this little um, board that she would write scriptures on, and I remember reading on there, she said, God blesses me not because I'm good, but because he's good. Not because we're good, but because he is. And with our mouth, we boldly declare, crying out to the nations that he is good. But his love has no end, no matter who the person is. And when we pray and when we intercede on behalf of nations and kingdoms, it's not necessarily just because we want to see something happen, even though we do, even though we desire to see the righteousness of the Lord across this earth but it's out of the compassion of the Lord for his people whether his people know him or not 
we intercede and pray on behalf of the nation of Israel. Even though many in Israel, though they believe in the Father, they have yet to believe in his Son. But it doesn't dissuade the Father's love for them. While many nations have declared that unrighteousness is righteous in their opinion, though the word of God declares something different, it doesn't dissuade his love for them. It doesn't change the amount of love he has for them. Because it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance not the words of men. So this is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number 619-638-8458 for all of you who are listening um, around the world. And for the guests we have in our chat room, um, our good friends, Grace Orphanage, Grace Orphanage from India, Guest 13967, Smash 240, and Pet Prep Radio. Uh, we're going to go into some worship for just a minute, and we will be right back. <laughs>
welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. Um, you can always email us, prayerinternational at gmail.com. So you know the Father <laughs> longs. to spend time with us. He longs for us to spend time with Him. You know, someone said once, the anointing is being painted by God. The anointing comes not from seeking the anointing. The anointing comes from seeking Jesus. It's from seeking the face of God. And the manifestation and outpouring of your relationship is a level of glory that rests upon your not uh, upon your life, not solely for the sake of the glory itself, but it's an outpouring, it's a manifestation, an expression of the relationship you have with the Lord. How much of His presence? That your life can contain how much you'll honor his presence in your life. How much of his presence you'll allow to have a way and and move in your life. The Bible talks about expanding the borders of our hearts. And much in the same way that the city would line up in the streets when Jesus would come through saying Hosanna in the highest declaring his entrance in a similar manner we need to open up our hearts allowing him to come in and have his way and I'm not just talking about salvation I'm talking about intimacy and relationships not seeking him just for an answer because he is the answer the very source of all knowledge and truth but even deeper than that is to know him who first knew us to enter into a place of rest in his presence or the things of the world become vaguely dim. They become irrelevant compared to the knowledge of the one with whom you have communion and intimacy. And then your expression toward the world is not based just on your emotions or your sight or your hearing, but it's based on an outpouring of the love which you have for the Father. And your walk becomes flooded with light because you're walking with the light. You're walking in the light, which is Jesus. And the words that come out of your mouth will only uplift and bless and encourage. Because it'll be all you know. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
best way to change the world around you is not to have a good message, but to have a good relationship. And everything else comes naturally. Not seeking the gifts, but seeking the man behind the gifts. Desiring not the glory that only can come from man, but the glory that can only come from God. So whether we live or we die, it's for Him. Because it, we know it's because of Him. In whom we live and move and have our being. Knowing that the foundations of the earth, the foundation of the universe itself, exists because of Him. And He holds it all together. Father God, we desire to know you intimately. Father, we desire to enter behind the veil into the most holy place, to dwell in the place of your presence. Father, we desire to inquire in your holy temple, and you declared what is the house that we will build for you. Since your hands have made all things. But God, you desire to dwell in us and among us. Father, so we yield ourselves as vessels for your presence. Father, we yield ourselves as vessels for your glory. That the name of Jesus Christ may be magnified and exalted in this earth. God, we desire to know you. As Moses declared, if we have found grace in your sight, God, show us your way that we can know you. Father, as Paul declared and prayed, Father, that we can count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of you, Christ Jesus. Lord, that you would speak to us as a man speaks to face to face. As you spoke to Moses and Enoch. Father, we desire to dwell with you in that way. To hear your voice, to know your presence. To understand and discern the leading of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Father, you would bring us into the rest into your rest, Lord. Knowing that you have ceased from your labors because you completed the work on the day of the cross and forever have perfected us who are being sanctified, have been abolished and dominated and reigned victorious over the enemy who has no power over us. Because of the blood of Jesus. But Father, now we desire to leave behind the elementary things. Father, we desire to dwell where you are. Even upon this earth, Lord. To see your kingdom come on this earth 
as Jesus, you proclaimed the kingdom of God is at hand, Father. Lord, that you would reveal your word to us. Give us each revelation. Father, give us understanding of the enormity of the power and authority you have placed with us. Not only just to survive, but to be victorious over the enemy and over the flesh. Father, while the nations rage, Lord, we glory in your presence. Father, we desire, Lord, not just your hand, Lord, but we desire your heart. Father, that the heart and the compassion of Jesus would become ours. Jacob really longed to be the hero. But all I really wanted was a friend. I'm the way the life, the truth, tell me. Does the striving make you strong? When I came to love on you, you fought me till the dawn. Finally, Jacob's lying down and while he's
over the land of Indonesia, Father. That you would restore what the enemy has stolen, Father. Father, you would rebuke the enemy out of the nation. Lord, and cause an uprising of your spirit in that land, Father. That your nation, that your spirit would go in as a flood, Father. To cause a fire to fall in Indonesia, Lord. To set Indonesia on fire with your spirit, Lord. That even the youngest child would begin to cry out to you, God. For their nation. Lord, that the churches would cry out for you and their nation. That those who dwell even in the corners of the street, O oh God, would cry out for your presence to descend and appear in Indonesia, Lord.
Okay, our call in number is 619-638-8458. Father, your word declares, Jesus, that all those they brought to you that you healed. Father, your word declares, if the number of miracles you performed could all be written down, the earth itself could not contain them. Father, your word also declares that if we would ask anything, Jesus, in your name, you would do it, that our joy may be full. So, Father, we're gathered here together, Lord, interceding for the caller who just called in, Father, who didn't leave a name, but, Father, you know who he is, Lord, and he said that um, he has suffered with fibromyalgia his whole life. Father, like the woman with the issue of blood, as your scripture declares, Lord, she knew that if she could just touch the hem of your garment, of your garment, that she would be made well, Jesus. <laughs> so, Jesus, in your name, Father, we ask for complete healing on this person. Father, right now that the fire of God would burn out fibromyalgia from his body. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, we declare complete and total healing over this body. We command this body to be completely made whole in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every nerve restored, every body function restored in the name of Jesus. Every muscle, every joint, every organ restored in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We de declare the word of God, the name of Jesus over this body. Holy Spirit, touch him with your presence right now. Wherever he's at, Lord, touch him with your presence. Holy Spirit, fill him up, the top of his head, to the very soles of his feet. Lord, burn out all the desires of this world, Father. Remove the lies of the enemy, that the enemy has spoken over him. Holy Spirit, declare the truth of the love of Jesus to him. Speak to him, Father. Lord, Heal his heart, Father, from every heartbreak. Father, from every disappointment, Lord. Lord, that you would pour upon him the oil of joy. Father, give him the garment of praise instead of, spirit, instead of a spirit of heaviness. Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ and command you to take your hands off of him. In the name of Jesus Amen. So we have about uh, 17 minutes left. Uh, and I guess just sort of to, to wrap up, um, your walk demonstrates your relationship. His most of all. If you desire to walk the walk of Jesus, you need to walk with Jesus. You need to take the word and meditate on it. Let it become your bread and your food. 
dwell in his presence. Seek his face. The signs and the wonders and the gifts will come automatically. But the first step is him. Because it's not about the ministry. It's about Jesus. It's about relationships. The Bible declares that we are ambassadors of reconciliation, reconciling the world unto him. He desires for the entire world to be saved. Jesus, make us real ambassadors tonight, Father. Lord, reveal to us the authority we have in your name, Lord, to cast out the works of darkness, Lord, to proclaim your truth over this world, to declare that your kingdom is at hand. Father, but most importantly, Make us a people who desire you. As David said in the Psalms, that you are our exceeding great reward, Father. You are our joy, Lord. It's not the works. It's your face. Lord, it's knowing your heart. Father, that you would teach us intimacy with you. Lord, give us hunger and a thirst, Father, for you. Give us a hunger and thirst for your presence, Lord. Give us a hunger and thirst for your word to dwell inside of us. Put your words upon our lips and upon our hearts, God. Pour out your spirit. Holy Spirit, forgive us for not honoring you in our midst. Forgive us for not being sensitive to you. So this is Prayer International Radio. Our call in number 619 619- Six three eight eight four five eight. If you need prayer for something, um, give us a call. At times, I feel it'd be far better to say nothing at all, and for us just to sit in His presence, so that He could speak to you. So that he could sing his love over you. Because from the time we wake up till the time we go to sleep, that's what he does, is declare his love over us.
Father, tonight, Lord, we, as always, um, lift up our um, Friends Grace Orphanage Church, Lord, asking that you would touch the nation of India tonight, Lord. Father, that your spirit, Lord, would give them discernment and wisdom, Lord. Father, that you would provide for every need, Lord. As you were Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. Father, that you would open up the windows of heaven. Lord, open up the windows of heaven above Grace Orphanage, Lord. Jesus, that you would reveal yourself to every child, every widow that they touch. Jesus, that your name would be glorified that your name would be exalted and magnified. That you would provide healing, Lord, and comfort to those kids. Father, and to the whole of India, Lord. Father, that you would raise up men, women, and children to intercede on behalf of India. Father, that you would burn desire into the heart of your children for that land. Father, send laborers into the fields for our people who are desiring for truth, Lord, who are longing and searching, Father, as if in darkness because they don't know the way to the light. And Jesus, we know that you are the way. You are the truth and you are the life. Your word declares that you are the light that came into this world that gives light to all men. Father, so raise up missionaries and evangelists, teachers and prophets to go forth in the, into India, Lord. Father, and into Russia and Singapore and Australia and the Americas and Mexico. Father, down to Brazil. Lord, to Canada, to Greenland, to Switzerland, to Europe, Lord. Father, the whole of the United Kingdom, Lord. To Norway and Sweden, God. To Iraq, Father. Lord, into Iran, Father. And in China and in Korea. Lord, that you would raise up a generation of prophets and intercessors, Lord. Lord, that you would Put the coal on our lips, God. And give us boldness, Father, to go into this world and declare the name of Jesus to the nations. To declare your gospel to the world. To declare your love for them, Jesus. Lord, that you would unite the churches and the communities for your name's sake, Lord, that we would be one with you. Lord, reveal to us the reality of your presence. Lord, burn your words into our heart where you said that you would never leave us or forsake us. Mold us and shape us tonight, God, into your image. Fashion us, Lord, with your hands. Lord, that your will would be done in not only in our lives, but in the lives of our cities and our communities, Lord, and our 
nations, Father. For your name is great God. Lord, and we will all bow at the name of Jesus, crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Jesus, is, you have written our names on the palm of your hand. God, we write your names on our hearts. Lord, desiring that we could become worshipers, Lord, and the Spirit, Father, worshipers in truth, Lord. Lord, as we seek your face, God, desiring to know you tonight. This is Prayer International Radio, our call in number 619 Six three eight eight four five eight. We are almost out of time tonight. Um, just about three minutes left, so we'll um, end it off in worship. We'll be back tomorrow night at ten p.m. as always. If you need prayer after we go off the air, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail dot com. No.